Hello? Bob, don't you know the three-month rule? Huh? Everyone knows about this. You're supposed to wait three months before you get into another relationship. Bam, you're clearly drunk. Talk to me when you're sober. No, no, I don't want to talk when I'm sober. I want to talk now. Why were you so eager to replace me immediately? You lied about your reason for breaking up, right? You were cheating on me. Goodbye, Pam. No! Why would you talk to me? Oh my god, what was that? Did I break something? Yeah. My phone? No, the jar. Your phone is fine. You're lucky it's a Nokia 3210. Hello everyone and welcome to the 27th episode of Banana Key Podcast. Next Wednesday is St. Patrick's Day, which is a day typically celebrated with alcohol. Hence, our topic for this episode. (laughs) St. Patrick's Day actually is not celebrated in the Philippines, so I'll just give a brief background about it first. St. Patrick's Day is a global celebration of Irish culture on March 17. So it particularly remembers St. Patrick, one of Ireland's patron saints. It is celebrated in many parts of the world, especially by Irish communities and organizations. Green is the color for St. Patrick's Day, so most people wear green clothing and dye their food and drinks in this color as well. And they even dye the Chicago River green for this. And it takes 50 pounds of dye to accomplish Ooh. this. Like, that's a lot of dye. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And now, since this is an Irish celebration, I guess you know why St. Patrick's Day is associated with alcohol, right? I mean, <laughs> Irish yeah. people love to drink. In case you don't know that, Well, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) So it is, in fact, the most popular holiday for beer drinking in the United States of America. So Wallet Hub reports that 174% more beer is sold on this day than on an Mm. average day. But it's not just beer that's popular, but hard alcohol too, with 153% more sold on this day than normally. Wow, that's amazing. And... Today, we're not recording this episode on a Thursday like we normally would. We are doing it on a Saturday because in the spirit of St. Patrick's Day, we want to drink alcohol as we go through this episode. (laughs) Yeah. So this sounded like a good Good idea, idea, but after I had my first shot of whiskey, (laughs) I'm starting to regret this day. (laughs) What are you drinking? Oh, I actually prepared a gin Sprite. I don't actually know if that's a legit um, cocktail. (laughs) It's normally gin and tonic, right? But I couldn't Mm. find any tonic. So yeah, Mm. so that's what I mix. Yeah, that's more interesting. Mine is just plain whiskey. That's it. But it's Japanese whiskey, right? (laughs) Uh, Yes. Some of the Japanese whiskeys have become very, very popular, especially the 18-year-old Yamazaki. They say it's because of the water of Japan. It's so pure. It's so clean. That's why the whiskey is also very delicious but to be honest with you uh, my palate is really not that discerning to tell (laughs) the difference i did some research ahead as well and i didn't know this before but apparently there are some countries that do not have a minimum drinking age limit oh which countries are this can you guess which country um let me think 
maybe Indonesia because I heard some kid was smoking, right? You're close. I, I didn't see Indonesia though. Well, one of the countries is Vietnam. Oh, okay. Which is a Southeast Asian country and Greece as well. People from these countries really know how to party. <laughs> yes. Now, <laughs> even in some Scandinavian countries like Denmark and Norway, technically there is no minimum age to consume alcohol, but there's a minimum age to purchase alcohol. Oh, okay. Which is a little bit of a deterrent. Like you yeah. won't be able to drink if you can't buy. But what if you ask somebody to buy for you? Then technically you're still legally allowed to consume alcohol even though you're still, let's say, technically a minor. Which is a bit strange. Now, in the Philippines, you need to be at least 18 to buy and drink alcohol, which is about average across the world. And of course, there are countries that are more strict. Uh, say, Japan, you need to be at least 20. And in the US, you need to be at least 21. And of course, there are some countries in the Middle East for religious reasons. Alcohol is prohibited. There's no way you can drink alcohol if you're a Muslim. Yeah, but the thing is the Philippines, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. But when I was growing up, I don't remember that it was actually that strict. Yeah, it wasn't that enforced really like i we own a sari sari store before right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my my neighbor who's maybe six or seven years old would buy cigarettes and alcohol from our store and he's probably buying it for his parents so i have no issues with it and i would just casually sell yeah because it's money right <laughs> yeah it is it is revenue for the sari sari <laughs> store why would i say no <laughs> that's the problem <laughs> halin sayang ang halin <laughs> I remember when I moved to Singapore, right? I told my landlord that actually the Philippines, we don't have a national ID. Ah, yes. He looked really puzzled when I told him that. And his first question was then, how do you buy alcohol? Mm. I didn't realize it until he asked me. And I said, oh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I guess nobody really asked. Or did they? <laughs> I mean, how do you card someone? I don't think we did. Because the only time that I was asked about my age and I had to present IDs was for like R18 movies. Mm. And then we would present our college ID, which it doesn't really mean that you're 18. You could be 17, right? If you're a freshman, yeah. which is exactly what happened to us. We went to this R18 film. And then he asked, how old are you? And then one of our friends was two timid like she said 18 and above <laughs> <laughs> wow and did she get in yeah she still got in though see there's the okay. thing nobody really like enforces these things in the philippines and another thing that we don't really enforce strictly and before is the drunk driving as well i, I mean for a start i don't seem to recall any PSAs or public service announcements about drunk driving on TV. Mm. I actually got into cars with drunk drivers before <laughs> because I didn't Ooh. realize how serious it is, you know? Like, mm. I think it depends if somebody educated you probably. Apparently, I wasn't. To be fair, there were like maybe five of us and nobody like thought that, hey, we shouldn't. I mean, the driver knew that it was wrong. He said, when I'm drunk, I drive slowly so I'm actually a better driver when I'm drunk. And we just believed him. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> no. That's not a valid excuse though. Kid, if you're listening to this and somebody told you that please do not believe him so I'm just very mm. glad that nothing happened to us and that you know we escaped unscathed but I'm looking back and like I want to go back in time and slap myself or something <laughs> like what the hell <laughs> Yes. It, it's dangerous, right? Because you're not just a danger to yourself, but you're also a danger to other people. Yeah. And also, mm. I don't really mm. recall, like, for example, our policemen, at that time anyway, did they have, like, pull people over and then run breathalyzer tests to check for their alcohol levels, yeah. right? I don't think we did that. <laughs> Maybe it was very manual. The policeman <laughs> would just smell the so breath. So I got, like, very curious about this. And it turns mm. out, while I was researching, if we actually had a law against 
drunk driving, uh, there is actually one called Republic Act 10586. It's on the lto.gov.th website. And this one is the Anti-Drunk and Drugged Driving Act of 2013. 2013! <laughs> That's very, it's very recent. It's very recent. No wonder I don't remember anything because I moved to Singapore in 2008. Mm-hmm. And you yourself, you moved in 2010. Yeah. So all the time that we were in the Philippines, there was actually no law, I guess. Anyway, so this act penalizes persons who drive under the influence of alcohol, dangerous drugs, and similar substances. There's fines and penalties, which is three months imprisonment and 20,000 up to 80,000 pesos fine. And mm. actually, they now have like a field sobriety test. Nice. They have three tests. So there's that eye test. During this test, the officer stands about one foot away from the driver and looks for involuntary jerking of the eyes as they gaze toward from side to side with a moving object. Oh, so it is manual. <laughs> <laughs> Follow my finger, something like that, or you try to hypnotize me. Yeah, kind of like the doctor test, isn't it? Like if you're dizzy or if you have a migraine. I remember I had this test. What if the policeman would just bring, like, you know, those letters that the optometrician would ask you to read? Like, cover your left eye. Okay, what's no, this? But what letter? if he had bad eyesight? That is not fair to him, right? Like... Well, in the first place, you shouldn't be driving, right? That is true. That is a very, very basic requirement for you to drive. You need to have the eyesight for it. Okay, so the walk and turn is the second one. So the second test requires the driver to walk heel to toe along a straight line for nine steps. Turn at the ah, end okay. and return at the starting point without any difficulty. That one we've seen on movies, right? Yes, we've seen that on hmm. movies. And I think I remember many years ago, I was so drunk and then my friend was saying, you're drunk. And you know the first thing that drunk people say, right? When somebody tells them you're drunk, I'm not drunk, right? And then they try to prove it. So I tried to prove it by walking this way. Mm. And I, I I failed miserably. I think I was trying to walk like Catwoman. Oh. <laughs> not sure. So it is, it, it is an effective test. <laughs> yes. And then the third one is the one-legged stand. It requires a driver to stand on one leg six inches off the ground for 30 mm. seconds. So it's all manual, actually. You don't really have a breathalyzer yeah. test until now. No. Unfortunately, we don't have the budget for it. So it that's just something in first world countries, I guess. The, the last one, they should call it the flamingo test. That's <laughs> yeah. just a more appropriate and a sexier term. It's safe to say we can talk about what Filipino alcoholic drinks that we have. The starter drink. They usually drink uh, Cali Shandy. Also, it was made by San Miguel. Yeah. It's popular with teenagers. So, but maybe it's like very small alcoholic percentage. Mm. It was the kind of thing that you ordered in a bar if you were not confident that you could handle a beer. Yes. If you move on from Cali, the next step would be beer. And then within beer, there's also a varying degree of alcohol content. And maybe the lowest level is the uh, San Miguel, the light beer of San Miguel. Again, it's San Miguel. (laughs) There is actually a monopoly. (laughs) in the beer (laughs) industry in the Philippines. I think there's only two players, San Miguel and the other one, the one that makes beer na beer. I don't know which company that is. So within beer, I've mentioned San Miguel Light, um, a lower content beer. And there's also Gold Eagle Beer or the Pale Pilsen. Oh, yeah. Um, And then if you want a stronger kick, you can have Red Horse. Literally, you will have a kick of a horse. (laughs) (laughs) It is slightly higher alcoholic content, but it's still categorized. But it's also sweeter, right? I remember I could actually talk Tolerate ah, Red yes. Horse more than the other beers because I am very sensitive to that bitter taste. The Pale Pilsner is very bitter. Yeah. And of course, beer is the most popular because also it's it's one of the cheapest, right? Mm, it is. And, and that's why 
Red Horse is a little bit more popular because if you're saving some money, you'll get drunk faster if you drink alcohol compared to the, the other oh, yeah, that's right. lower level yes. variants. Yeah, you have a point. <laughs> Another common drinks we had in the Philippines was Tandwai Rum. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Hinebra is a gin. So there, there's actually a website that I found that lists down popular cocktails using gin bilog or the popular Hinebra San Miguel. So the first one is, I think this is the most popular as well, is gin pom or gin and pomelo juice powder combination. The next one is weng weng. There's so many things in there, seriously? Yeah, there are five <laughs> different spirits. So oh two shots of gin, two shots of vodka, two shots of rum, two shots of brandy, two shots of, what's this? Grenadine syrup. No, I don't think that's um, it? alcohol. It's just like um, sweetener, I think. Okay, sweetener. Uh-huh. Okay, and then a cup of orange juice and a cup of pineapple juice. Wow, mm-hmm. that's that's a lot of alcohol. Yeah. But why is it called weng weng? I have no idea. Oh, it says here, after drinking this cocktail, you might end up hearing sirens in your head. Oh. That sound like <laughs> weng weng. I see. Okay, Thus, the name it. is weng weng. Yeah. Okay, sure, sure. <laughs> The next one is Shambot. I have never heard of this. What is this? (laughs) I've never heard of this as well. A bottle of gin, one sachet of melon juice powder, one sachet of three-in-one coffee mix. That sounds horrible. Are they sure? This I don't mm. <laughs> No wait, I, I I have I have a theory about this. Okay. We have this drinks that are usually mixed with Red Bull, like Jaegermeister with Red uh-huh, Bull. Uh-huh. What what is that called? Uh Jaeger Bomb. So the Red Bull is supposed to like keep you up because like alcohol usually makes you like feel sleepy or something. So maybe because uh. Red Bull is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> So three-in-one coffee mix is the substitute. Yeah, it's the same way why we have like, you know, gin pom. Pom is pomelo powder juice. So that's cheap. Mm. And that we don't really use like the fresh pomelo juice. Oh, wait. Now I remember. Isn't there a drink that's called Irish coffee? Baileys. Uh, aside from Baileys, like coffee and then you would put a little bit of whiskey. I actually have never tried that either. So. Yeah, but but your theory sounds legit. But it could be it's a copy of that. But either way, the, the point is to keep you awake and not like make you fall asleep. Because yes, alcohol, I like that. for some people, right, it makes you fall asleep. Mm. This is actually not good for the heart though, right? <laughs> like you're, yeah, it's, it's pulling not. you into directions. Yeah, and the reason why it's called Shambot, according to this, is the drink will give you energy to kembot the night away. <laughs> <laughs> Kembot is um shake your hips. <laughs> shake your hips, yeah. Okay, you Shakira so, <laughs> your night away. <laughs> so there you go. It's about energy, as I said. Those are the top cocktails mm-hmm. uh, using Hinebra San Miguel. Obviously, Filipinos are very creative. There's uh, a lot more cocktails. Let's ask ourselves, why do people drink the Yeah. Apart from, you know, drinking socially during special events like birthday parties or weddings. I think because it seems cool. Yeah. A lot of people drink because it's a social lubricant. Like ah, parties. Yes. And if you don't drink, you're the weird one. Yes. So you have to drink. It's peer pressure. Yeah. How about you? Do you remember why you started drinking? I, I would say I started drinking because of curiosity mainly. Like when I was younger, I would always think, hey, why do people drink? Like, how does it taste? And I recall that my first try of beer, I didn't really like it. Like it was bitter. I'm just like, why the hell do adults drink yeah. this? This doesn't <laughs> taste nice. But I suppose as days go by, a lot of things happen. And you, you know, peer pressure, you've mentioned that a group of friends goes out drinking, talking, and then you would feel left out 
if you don't join them and you know when we when we are on our teenage years we really want to belong right we yes. want to go with a group and that's why we're also peer pressured to drink as well but i suppose aside from being peer pressured as as we age th- there are also a lot of reasons other reasons that you know you would consider drinking as the answer or maybe to help you with what you're feeling maybe if you're stressed at work you know you, you just want to relax or maybe if you went in an emotional trauma say you just had a breakup or all of a sudden your favorite tv show got canceled for some odd reason that's why you wanna there's a lot of emotions Wait, a tv that, show <laughs> that's a very oh maybe it's quite old <laughs> a netflix show no a but netflix i mean that's a very canceled. shallow reason to start drinking but why not sure why not i mean not? work i understand right a lot of people drink when they're stressed at work to tie all those things that you said mm. because when you drink you feel a buzz you feel lightheaded and doesn't it feel nice yeah and that is why people drink of course at first you were peer pressured but then when you actually drank eight glasses of beer or whatever it is that no actually if it's the first time probably one glass of beer will do it yes <laughs> but then eventually you're done for the night yeah but yeah and then you realize oh, that felt nice because when you're drunk right and then you feel you're more open like you're not so uptight mm. so as you said right it relaxes you and alcohol is legal yes. obviously you can't do drugs because I don't, I don't I've never tried drugs and they say that it's kind of like better than alcohol but maybe it's like that it's the closest thing you could mm. get to that so it's like your way of getting to a mind altered state but in a legal way yes exactly <laughs> you mm. do it because you want to achieve that state of bliss and that's why you drink when you're stressed or when you're heartbroken speaking of heartbroken right it's very common if you know someone is heartbroken you would usually say come on let's go drinking yes there's a funny story i have to tell you listeners mm. okay so um ray and i are friends let's call her um a random <laughs> aramina <laughs> <laughs> Ara, okay, Ara. So our friend Ara. Ara, so she told us one day that her boyfriend at the time had texted her to say that they needed to talk the next day on Saturday. And then she said, oh my God, I think he's gonna break up with me. And then we are very supportive friends. So we said, come on, let's go drinking. And she hadn't even <laughs> been broken up with yet. We already went drinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's how supportive we are. Yeah, we are such supportive <laughs> friends. And I remember we drank vodka orange and we ended up mm. drinking more than her. So we were more drunk than her. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like we needed a drink more than her. Yeah. <laughs> finding an excuse or something it was preemptive drinking but at least she was right in her hunch i mean she did get broken up with the next day but it was still funny that uh, you aren't even sure and we were already drinking (laughs) (laughs) when you drink what kind of person do you become you know there are varying degrees of tolerance you know for people maybe it's one beer maybe it's three beers but For everybody, we almost always have a very different and very unique reaction to getting drunk. There is this scene from our favorite TV show, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, where she breaks Mm. down the different kinds of personalities that Amy gets into when she drinks. One drink, Amy's a little spacey. Wait, what? Two drinks, loud Amy. You want to get a cab? Three drinks, Amy dance pants. Or drink Amy is a bit of a pervert. Hey, check it out. And five drink Amy is weirdly confident. Let's do this, little man. Six drink Amy. So alone. Oh, no. Six drink Amy isn't fun. She's just sad. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Amy is so funny. I mean, in yes. this scene. That was very witty. I like that. Yeah, but then I didn't really think that I actually have different personalities, you know, depending on the number of drinks that I took. It doesn't depend on the quantity. I would say it depends on what kind of alcohol I'm drinking. No. Oh. Probably because of the alcoholic content. Yeah. If you drink beer, it's just 5%. So you're not that drunk. But if you drink vodka, which is up to 90%, then yeah, you're right. We have noticed the types of drunk personalities that people have. We are going to go through these personalities. Yes. And to start things off, we have the Gossip Girl. Actually, this can happen to guys too. To describe what a gossip girl is, they would unintentionally divulge the skankiest, the raunchiest of stories. That person wouldn't have otherwise have the confidence in sharing to other people. It could be fantasies about her crush and then without realizing that crush is part of the group drinking with her. <laughs> That happened to one of my friends, but yeah, that's the gossip girl. So what happened to her afterwards? Did she regret it the next day? She figured out that there was no way out of it. Uh-huh. And so she tried to make everybody so drunk that we would forget what she said, <laughs> but no. Sorry. You remembered. <laughs> there's no way, no, there's no getting a way out of that. Oh gosh. Alright, so the second one is the crying lady. <laughs> As the name mentions, somebody who just cries a lot when she's drunk. And usually it's related to love, life, or heartbrokenness. Because as we mentioned, one of the reasons why you go drinking is because you're heartbroken or your friend is heartbroken. And usually sometimes it becomes contagious. Yes. Like you realize, oh, she's heartbroken. And then what about me? I have no love life. And then you start crying about whatever. And this actually happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? But we were in a beach resort and we were drinking hard liquor. We were drinking Lambanog, which is a very ah, strong liquor, right? Drink, yeah, yeah, it's a potent drink. That's why. And then I was crying because I was single. I was like trying to run to the beach and then my friends were trying to stop me because they were afraid that, you know, I'm crying, I'm sad, I might kill myself, like drown myself yeah. in the ocean or something. Oh, wow. Which I wasn't trying to do, by the way. I, I don't know why I was trying to run. I mean, when I was in my <laughs> early 20s, I liked to run a lot for some reason. Mm. <laughs> I was drunk. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> the crying running lady. Yes. <laughs> the next personality that we want to talk about is the Englishman. Ooh. So this person, the Englishman, for some reason, could no longer speak Tagalog or Bisaya. He or she would just speak English. And sometimes, you know, that person would force everybody to speak in English as well. Because for some reason, he lost the ability to comprehend Tagalog or Bisaya as well. <laughs> it actually happened to me as well. Oh. And it's a little bit different um, where my friend and I traveled to a rural part of Japan and then we went to a, a drinking pub and then the patrons were very local. They were not confident speaking in English. So I have to muster all the Japanese that I know. So you became a Japanese so man. I became a <laughs> Japanese man. So I, I spoke Japanese. I think I've spoken the most Japanese ever in my entire life in just one night. And then from what I recall, 
I spoke Japanese fluently and we enjoyed the night. And that's what my friend remembered as well. But we were so drunk. Maybe that's what our minds wanted us to remember. But maybe, you know, the patrons were just so generous and so kind that they maybe pretended that they understood what I was trying to say. <laughs> maybe. You're right. You're right. I think there is an episode in How I Met Your Mother that wherein mm. Ted was so drunk. And then he said that when he gets drunk, he becomes really good at, was it beatboxing or something? Ah, <laughs> Yeah. I remember that. And then, and, then, and then his friends told him, no, you're not good. You're horrible. You just think you're good. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for remembering that. Because there are two versions, right? Uh-huh. The version that you, the drunk, remember. And it's usually a pristine, a very fun, enjoyable moment. But then the people who are looking at you watching the entire event may probably have a very different version compared to what you remember. You're right. Like you get probably drunk goggles or something as well. Like you feel like Mm. you're really good at something even though you're not or people look yeah. better looking or or it just remo- ah, it removes yes, yes. a filter, right? It warps yeah. your vision or the way you perceive And, and you things. have that extra confidence for yes, some reason. Yes, yes, exactly. Mm. So you're very confident in your Japanese. Mm. <laughs> and we will never know if you're actually that good or you were just, you know, the confidence boosted you into being good or you just thought you were good. But actually, you were horrible. Yes. We will never know. But I choose to remember the, the good version. I choose to remember that I was fluent for one night. Okay. Okay, 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 I'm going on with this. Okay, okay, okay. All right, so um, I guess we could go the, with the next one. Maybe I'll just roll this into one, which is the wild one. The wild one is someone who has high energy. She's so energetic that she actually does things that she normally wouldn't do. Like, she seems like a quiet mm. person, and then suddenly she's, you know... Running, I think we mentioned earlier the running incident, right? <laughs> Causing yeah. a lot of disturbance, loud, breaking stuff. Ah. Yeah, and sometimes she even becomes like a temptress, like seducing people Ooh. or whatever. And I, yeah, I was this person again. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which one? The wild one or the temptress? Not all, or of both? The, all of these, not on the oh, same wow. night, not on the same night, I think. <laughs> But again, this was like a long time ago. I was in my early Mm -hmm. 20s. That's why I had a lot of energy. Now I do not have energy. Mm. There was another incident where Mm. I was trying to run and open the gates. We were in an overnight activity with my department. They ran after me because I was making a lot of noise by trying to open the gate, which was locked. And when they caught me, I said, come on, I'm just testing the controls. (laughs) (laughs) They were like, what? What? I don't know. I have no idea what I was. But that was a really smart comeback. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like I can't imagine you being drunk, being able to kind of think of that. Well, I'm just trying to test if you have the proper controls. If this gate really is sturdy. I think I was just lying. You're right. Maybe I kind of became an Englishman also in that scenario a bit. <laughs> yes. Because I said that in perfect English. <laughs> So, as far as you can remember. Yeah, you're right. Maybe I didn't. But what is controls in Tagalog? (laughs) I I think I said it in English. And also, with regards to breaking stuff, you know, the cold open that we had, that is based on Mm. reality. Probably not the exact same dialogue because that was so long ago. I don't really remember what actually was said. But that really happened. The throwing of the phone, Mm. the breaking of the jar. And it was a Nokia 3210. So, it was intact. (laughs) They are built to last. Those are tanks, yeah. If you do that with an iPhone, nope, not gonna happen. Nope. <laughs> you better have Apple Care. You're right. That is the wild one. Cool. And the next personality is the Street Fighter. Mm. 
that Street Fighter is similar to the wild one where that person has a lot of energy that it's not able to contain and that's why the person will just release it via a kick or a punch. So that's the Street Fighter. So whether towards directing that energy to a person maybe annoyingly singing My Way by Frank Sinatra, which we've mentioned in our previous episode that for some reason that song would initiate a lot of infighting, yeah, violence. Or maybe to the Gossip Girl. <laughs> The street fighter would punch the gossip girl for divulging a secret that he should not supposed to. That is true. Well, the street fighter and the wild one are a little bit dangerous mm-hmm. because, yep. you know, being with those type of persons in a party, police would get involved yes. to some extent if, you know, start breaking stuff or you start, you know, causing trouble like you fighting strangers and all that. So... Please, guys, try and avoid becoming the street fighter and the wild one. Or if you know that you are, you know, this kind of person when you drink too much and maybe don't drink too much. Maybe know the number, like how many, I don't know, glass of of beer do you get to a point where you become a street fighter, then please try and avoid (laughs) that number. (laughs) Usually, the street fighter is pretty common among men for some reason. Like, I think a relative of mine, he was very popular for getting into fights when he was drunk. Uh. I think it tends to be like a macho thing maybe like hmm. that's why the my way murders or <laughs> right this was usually with men i think women probably become just the wild one they probably don't mm. fight each other, but they like break things or something, which is also mm. not good. <laughs> but at least they don't yes, kill someone. No. You know what I mean? Like they break stuff. At least they can pay for it. But if you like kill someone, then you know there's no way you can restore that. Yeah, it's a criminal, serious criminal <laughs> offense. Please don't do that. E- even if you claim that hey, I was drunk, I didn't intend to. Well, no, it's not a valid excuse. Exactly. Okay, but we're not done with the types of drunk. We have another <laughs> one who is called Sleeping Beauty. Okay, so the Sleeping Beauty is the opposite of the Wild One. So the Wild One has such, like, limitless energy. and But the Sleeping Beauty, like, is the opposite. Like, when she drinks too much, she just falls asleep. Which, <laughs> actually, if you think, okay, the Wild One and the Sleeping Beauty are two different people... They're not sometimes. They can be the mm. same person but different ages. Lately, <laughs> when I hit my 30s, I have weirdly become the sleeping beauty. So, mm. yeah, there was an incident wherein I was drinking with my teammates. I was sitting in a bar. It was a club, actually. Very noisy club. And then, somebody was shaking me awake and saying, you should go home. You're drunk. I said, I'm not drunk. <laughs> Again, that's the, num- that's the number one thing that tells you somebody's drunk because they say they yes. are not drunk. Constantly <laughs> denying. I, I don't think you were the Sleeping Beauty, D, because Sleeping Beauty is only awakened by a true love skill. <laughs> Maybe somebody kissed you? <laughs> no, I don't think so. No. I hope not. That's harassment. Sleeping beauty can be acquired. The older you yes. get, there's a tendency for you to become this sleeping beauty, which is, well, both a pro and a con because my friends who have witnessed my, you know, <laughs> my wild stuff going on, where one of them told me like, how come we don't do that anymore? <laughs> Disappointed. <laughs> uh, you're no longer fun. Yeah. What happened? Because I became. You became a tita. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. okay. So moving on to the last personality that we think, and this probably is the best of the personalities, and this person is the mother hand. So the mother hen is the MVP of all drunks because the mother hen takes care of everybody. 
Now, in the U.S., there usually is a designated driver, right? Yeah. Where that person wouldn't drink and he would drive around everyone back home. But in the Philippines, we don't normally have that. Everybody gets smashed together. Yeah, but then <laughs> right? the mother hen, as you said, just drinks more responsibly. Yes, consciously deciding not to go over so that that person will be able to take care of the wild one or the sleeping beauty afterwards. And maybe she's also the one who is preventing the street fighter from... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. The referee of the street fighter. Yeah, all these things. So yeah, all, yeah. all of these things. The, he's the real MVP. And I recall I played this role a few times. And one incident that I it's hard for me to uh, forget is my friend got so drunk and I, I don't know why we didn't go home, but we decided to go to a McDonald's that was open. So obviously this happened in a very crazy hour, maybe 3 a.m. Okay. We went in and he requested for a hot drink. So I got him um, hot coffee. Um, he was fine for the first 10 minutes until he decided to vomit everything that he oh ate for god, that night. Yo. So as the mother hen, <laughs> you had, had to clean to, that you know, up. Oh my god. Yeah, of course. Oh god. Oh, of course we we got kicked out, right? Of course. And the smell. Oh. Oh, yeah, it's a horrible smell. Oh. What we end up doing was I asked my friend, my other friend to call another friend who lives nearby because <laughs> uh, and then that person wasn't invited to the drinking oh party. My god. So you see the, the <laughs> But we ended up yeah, we have no choice. We were desperate. So we called that person and then he wasn't answering, so we thought, oh, maybe he's sleeping. He can't answer his phone. And so, you know what? Let's go. We went to the, <laughs> the person's place. We rang his doorbell madly until we heard a noise. Oh, finally, somebody's waking up. Finally, somebody will open the gate. And then it was our friend's mother. Oh, my God. How, <laughs> oh, my God. And you were in what? How old were you? College, yeah. And, and, and that friend is a high school friend. So, we are no longer classmates. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And then apparently our friend, he was studying nursing and he had like a night shift in a hospital, like an internship or something. Like he had to stay in a hospital and that's why he wasn't there at home. We told his mom the situation and then, you know, we crashed their living room. Oh my, that was so nice of her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very nice family. Thank you very much. But um, yeah, that was one <laughs> hell of an experience as a mother hen that oh I God. had to undergo. <laughs> what's your poison or what drink actually makes you maybe throw up more or like gives you a lot more discomfort I would say or gets you drunk faster what what is that for you I don't like my experience with tequila for some reason uh -huh. it just drives me nuts I think you were there were you there what, no what, I don't think you I were was there, there where what? so there, there was this drinking party where tequila was the main drink and then we played this drinking game where categories game so one category and then i would say an item belonging to that category and then you go rounds and then if ever you're not able to give a category in, in three to five seconds or if you've repeated somebody's response then you would have to drink i got drunk so bad maybe it wasn't there but this sounds like a kind of game that gel introduced so maybe our common friend uh, yeah i think it was in gel's house i, I was so drunk <laughs> that night and i hated it my my hangover was so bad the next day yeah for me it's vodka it doesn't even need to go into the next day even just on the same <laughs> okay. night it gives me a major headache for some reason i don't know why mm. and of course 
there's a throwing up also. I don't actually easily throw up, but vodka makes me do it. I think the last time I tried it was a few years ago. We were at a farewell party at some bar in Singapore. Some SVP said that, oh, vodka. And others like scattered the moment he said that. Oh, I need to go by. No. I probably should have followed their example. But like I said, oh. I was polite and okay, sure, vodka, why not? And I drank it. And then I I like deliberately wrote a note in my diary after that. Like, note to self, do not drink vodka ever. <laughs> <laughs> because like yeah it really wasn't good like headaches throwing up and all these mm. things and ge- generally I, I don't like mixing my drinks so if I decide to drink one alcohol for that night I usually stick with that because if I if I start mixing the more painful the, the hangover will be the following morning yeah wasn't there a rule something about beer before wine something like you shouldn't drink beer after wine or whatever mm. and I think you're not supposed to mix red and white wine also I'm not entirely sure there's uh, that one I don't know I don't know I've heard that I don't know how true it is but yeah but generally nowadays like I try to stick to just wine first of all beer is light but I cannot stand the bitterness of beer I, I've never been able to it's my taste buds but I'm fine with wine and I find it doesn't give me a hangover even if I drink so much as long as you also drink water right the, so that's the technique ah yes so maybe we, 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 can, we can talk about uh, we were already dipping our toe in the water of hangover so actually that's our last point which is how to deal yes. with hangover, right? The tip for dealing with hangover, the number one tip is, first of all, don't drink. Okay, no, just kidding. That's not it. <laughs> the first thing is to drink water. So they say for mm. every glass of alcohol that you drink, you should also drink a glass of water. But of course, that's not really very easy to do, <laughs> I would think. Mm. But if you can drink as mm. much water as you can just drink, because what happens is the reason why you have a headache the next day is because of the lack of hydration. Like you're dehydrated because alcohol yes. actually dehydrates you. I remember a friend of mine, an ex-housemate of mine in Singapore, after having an, a hangover, he advised me to drink beer. He was like, fight alcohol with alcohol there is a term for that hair of the dog what's hair of the dog the origin of the saying is like if you're bitten by a dog you need the hair of the dog to cure you wait let me just google that no you need you need, <laughs> you need to ar- anti-rabies shot, yes. <laughs> injections hair of the dog short for hair of the dog that bit you see is a colloquial expression in the english language predominantly used to refer to alcohol that is consumed with the aim of lessening the effects of a hangover. So that's on Wikipedia. Ooh. Wait, I'm interested. Can you keep reading? Is that is there scientific backing that it works? Like if you drink alcohol in a hangover, it would help you? Now, let me read through. Okay, etymology. The expression originally referred to a method of treatment for a rabid dog bite by placing hair <laughs> from the dog in the bite wound. So maybe this is like an old wives tale, right? Ah, okay, okay. Like in the olden days so nobody knew better. Mm. So applied to drinks, it means if overnight you have indulged too freely, take a glass of the same wine within 24 hours to soothe the nerves. Let's see if it is actually true. Scientific background. Hangovers are described as the first stage of alcohol withdrawal, which is then alleviated by further alcohol intake. Although low ethanol doses may effectively prevent alcohol withdrawal syndrome in surgical patients, this idea is questionable as the signs and symptoms of hangover and alcohol withdrawal are very different. I don't think it's true, guys. Yeah, it makes sense, right? (laughs) I don't think it's real. doesn't make sense, right? Like, if you're dehydrated or whatever, why would drinking more of the thing make you better, right? It doesn't make sense. Yes, exactly. If you've heard that, that is not true. 
what do you think actually works? Sleep. Yeah, I think it's sleep. It's just that sometimes sleep is not an option. According to Healthline.com, there are six best hangover cures backed by science. First, eat a good breakfast. So eating a hearty breakfast is one of the most well-known remedies for a hangover. So the reason for this is that a good breakfast can help maintain your blood sugar levels. So, low blood sugar could contribute to some hungover symptoms such as nausea, fatigue, and weakness. And this makes sense, right? If you're like feeling nauseous. You need sugar. And as you mentioned, mm. number two is get plenty of sleep. Mm. Like headaches, even if it's not hungover, if you have a headache, you should go to sleep. Or any other pain of sorts. A lot of them can be alleviated if you go to sleep. So, that follows. Yeah. Stay hydrated, which I already mentioned earlier. The hair of the dog is mentioned here, which we already said <laughs> is not true. Like suddenly, I don't trust this list anymore okay let's not let's not <laughs> trust that <laughs> okay no okay got it but i actually heard this from someone some big boss in my former company so he said that um in new york there were some mds who flew over for a business trip and they got like hammered but the next day they had like a very important meeting so like the big boss in that new york office paid for them to like have those uh, iv shot into their veins oh, wow because apparently that gets rid of your hangover wow but it's very expensive but it was an emergency like he needed his guys to be at their best selves right for mm. I don't know if it was a client pitch or whatever it was that important meeting was right so so there that is the best year for hangover at- or Advil <laughs> take Advil does that work? <laughs> a 5 peso Advil probably could, do, could have the same effect but we don't know it's not sponsored anyways but uh, yeah try but what's the worst hangover that you ever had? Ah, yes. If I recall correctly, you were here in Japan visiting us as well on that night. You were you were staying with us. Uh-huh. A, a, another set of friends visited me in Tokyo and that's why I had to see them. And this bunch loves to drink and that's why we ended up going to a bar. But there was one problem. The following morning, early morning, I had a flight back to Cebu. So I, I really have to keep it cool, maybe just drink a couple of beer and head home to prepare for my flight but that didn't happen (laughs) the last thing that i remember was checking my watch and to my surprise i only have like less than six hours before you know i need to be at the airport so (laughs) it was really bad so i had a lot of drink i went home tried to squeeze in 30 minutes of sleep which was a bad idea because if you're drunk then you're already comfortably lying in bed It's so hard for you to stand up. It's hard for you to uh, have the energy to Sleeping uh, get beauty. up. But, then, <laughs> but my wife, Mon Mon, reminded me how much it will cost if I rebook my flight. So <laughs> that's somehow going to help me sober up. <laughs> sober up. I was like, okay, I need to go to the airport. So I, I, I took the bus, took the train to the airport, which is very far away, by the way, because it's in Narita. So completely hungover. I was so tired. My, I, I had a, my, my head was like troubling with the beat of Sinulu. I hate those headaches. Yes, yes. So like a throbbing headache. It's so bad. Oh, God. I recall I was sprinting towards the check-in counter because I was so late that I saw the lady who was accepting check-ins. She was already standing up and about to leave. And it's like, oh, wait for me. I was practically begging her to check me in. But yeah, last minute I was was able to check in and it's as if she uh, she knew me. She was like, oh, I I know you're the type, your type. You're like the the, the hungover who tried to to run towards the check-in counter. So apparently a lot of people have done this. Yeah, so she she wasn't surprised at all, but she accepted and all that. So yeah, that was the craziest hungover that 
I had. How about you? Do you have any? I think that was the vodka incident that I mentioned that I was so drunk. I wanted to throw up and I was going to run to the bathroom, but I like halfway there, I already just threw up everywhere. So <laughs> so that is why I made a note in my diary. I don't think I had anything as exciting as the one that you experienced for hangovers. But to be fair, I already, I already did so many things while drunk, right? All those personalities mm. that I had while drunk. Ah, yes. <laughs> Like maybe bingo naka. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I yeah, I already did the bingo for those personalities while drunk. I think my only regret is I haven't tried the Street Fighter. Not that what I do want you to, mean? but <laughs> regret. No, no, just Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> I think we should be happy. I'm a very civil drinker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but my latest incident was with the police. Ah, yes, you you mentioned that. Yeah. Okay, so what happened was I got invited randomly to this rooftop party. So apparently that's a thing here. So that was my first rooftop party. But then it became quite noisy because it's not like in the Philippines where I don't think we call the police for noise, do we? Well, we just throw stuff. Yeah, no, that's not house. a thing in the Philippines. But <laughs> this is more violent, yeah, yeah. But... but in in first world countries, guys, you can call the police for noise after a certain mm. time. It depends on the country, right? Oh, we have Tanod. <laughs> We have <laughs> the do they police, actually right? come and tell people? Yeah, they can. They, ah, they come. yeah, yeah. But in Hong Kong, and I think in Singapore, same thing. There's a certain time, right? After 10 p.m., you're not supposed to be noisy anymore. So, like, the, after 10 p.m., the police came and they told everyone, oh, you're too noisy. There's complaints, blah, blah, blah. So, they try, They turned down the noise. There was, like, a actual DJ at the event with this equipment. He turned it down, but it's actually quite social. It's very posh because they actually could put the music into this website. So if you click on that link and then you have earphones, you can hear the music he is playing <laughs> and all of you can dance to it. So it's a silent disco. There is actually an episode on Brooklyn Nine-Nine that is like this. Do you remember? Like Terry, I think, attended I, one I of... Don't, I don't Yeah, remember. there was this scene and I thought, okay, I've seen this in TV. I didn't know that this happened in real life. Even though that happened, so people were dancing noiselessly to the music, but people were still talking and, like, you know, of yeah. course, that still causes noise. Uh, no, it would cause, cause a lot of more noise because if you have earphones and you're listening to music, you tend to speak louder. Yes, right? you're right, you're right. Probably that's why we were still noisy. <laughs> But it, like, it was around 1 a.m. or something, and then I was sleepy because, as mentioned, you know, I just told you guys, Sleeping right? Beauty. So I was sleepy. I said, okay, I'm going to go home. So I went down. On my way down, I met the police again in the lift. And I was a bit tipsy, so I was super, like, kind of, not the wild one, maybe the enthusiastic one. So I said, hi! So I was overly friendly, which is weird. Why would you be like that to the police? But I said, I said, oh, did you come from the party? And I said, oh, yeah, upstairs. But they were complaining in a nice way. Like, we're friends and they're venting about their boss, you know what I mean? Like, oh, but there's a lot of complaints. And I said, oh, I'm really sorry about this, but I have to go. And love <laughs> and then they went off and then yeah so that is my interesting you know clash with the police here in hong kong <laughs> they're actually friendly a very friendly clash at that so i think we should probably end this but i don't know how to end this now we can ask our cuties what type of drunks are they oh yeah is there any personalities that we have covered that is too familiar that they <laughs> themselves belong to yes. perhaps it's the street fighter the wild ones or maybe the englishman the englishman could you please tell us you know any funny stories that you have mm. that happened to you when you were drunk what were the funniest things you did while you were drunk or what what if we create a hashtag and they themselves can just you know 
share it on their own se- social media, maybe. And then, yeah. um, what's a good hashtag? Hashtag drunk cutie. D-R-U-N-K-Q-T-I-E. Yeah. Yes, please. And then we will find that and we'll reshare everything on our Instagram and Facebook. That sounds like yeah, a fun that sounds line. fun. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds fun. And always remember, drink responsibly and breast milk is still best for babies after two years. <laughs> No, I don't think that's the correct warning. Uh, drink moderately. Yes, drink moderately. That's what they say in advertisements. Right? At the end of all this super sexy ads of Tandwai girls and whatnot. <laughs> At the end, yes, drink, drink moderately. moderately. Okay, and that's it. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Bye. Bye.